We have Nick Stupa of, is that right? Did I say it right? Uh, yes, Stupka. Stupka. And he is from Elkhart, Iowa. And he is the uh, won the first uh, crappie tournament of the year, the one in Coralville at the, the Corn Belt uh, Crappie uh, Tour. Welcome to the program, Nick. Yes, thanks for having me. Well, uh, you mentioned you're from Elkhart. Uh, I want to find out a little bit about yourself before we get into talking about the tournament there. So uh, where did you grow up? Was your dad an influence? But what is it? Tell me about, you know, I'm assuming since you were a wee little shaver, you had a fishing pole in your hand and someone guided you along the way. Tell me, what was it, you know, your, your journey to becoming uh, a really fanatic about crappie fishing? Um, well, yeah, I mean, I've, I've fished all my life. My dad brought me into it. And uh, used to actually walleye fish when I was a young kid. And uh, probably about five years ago, I started crappie fishing more and got into it and got into it. And I really, really found a passion for it. And uh, now here I am fishing a bunch of tournaments. Yeah, well, you are a grizzled veteran of the tournaments. You, uh, you mentioned that. Is this the third year that you've been on this uh, crappie trail? Uh, yeah. Yep. And uh, have you had success before? Have you won some tournaments or, or, or placed pretty well? Yeah, we've we've done good the last, last couple of years. Now, normally you would have a partner, but uh, uh, you were flying solo as uh, circumstances uh, uh, were as what they were, I guess. Yeah, I was flying solo. He'll be back with me next week for a tournament on Lake of the Ozarks, but he'd miss out on this one. All right. Well, uh, when you're in Elkhart, uh, uh, what are some of the areas around there that you like to fish? What's a good fishing hole near you? Uh, I, bump, I bump back and forth from Sailorville and uh, Red Rock mainly. I'll travel around to Rathbun and Coralville and go out of state, go down to Missouri some weekends, but uh, primarily it's between Sailorville and uh, Red Rock. Sailorville is only about 10 minutes from my house, so I tend to end up there quite a bit. Well, uh, there was a lot of challenging circumstances surrounding this. Uh, I don't know if uh, where you live was hit with the tornadoes and everything like Coralville and, you know, all of southeast Iowa here was uh, beat up pretty hard. Uh, but uh, uh, when you have a big storm like that come through, uh, it's got to affect the fishing some, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's got a lot of effect on fish. And I mean, especially with getting a cold front with it, it can really make a big change. Uh, personally, I think them fish run to the mud. And uh, that's really where I found them on Saturday. All right. So you got to be able to know uh, their surroundings and maybe what fish do in certain kind of weathers. And uh, again, it was a pretty cold day. It got a little warmer than they said. Uh, seemed like around 55 for a high or something. But uh, you were in uh, uh, about as windy a conditions as you could be in and still fish, wasn't it? Yeah, it was uh, It was pretty uh, sporty out there when we got there, to say the least. But, you know, it, to it toned down by noon, 1 o'clock, and you were able to fish pretty much anywhere at that point. And uh, you didn't have a lot of success early in the day, did you? No, I didn't, and uh, I actually haven't been over to Coralville since last summer, so I went into this blind, and uh, I just figured in my mind that, you know, they'd be set up where they usually are, um, 
and uh, I was wrong about that. I just, you know, I, I covered a bunch of water, but I didn't see no big fish. I could find a bunch of eight, nine inch fish, you know, some a pound fish here and there, but just never rolled across anything that was going to do me any good in the tournament. And that was kind of the story for everywhere I went until I made that one last final move at the very end. Well, I talked to Chad Peters, and he's from Coralville, and this is uh, kind of his hometown lake, uh, uh, one that he's very familiar with. But he said because of the storm, because of the weather, uh, the fish weren't where he thought they were either. You know what I mean? He said they they uh, uh, their patterns had changed. Uh, well, uh, let's go over let's go over your day. What time did you put the first uh, fish in the boat? Uh, I'd have put the first fish in probably about a minute after starting time. I since I had been there, you know, I ran to a spot that I really wanted to fish and had a lot of hope there'd be big fish there. And I found a fish that was about a pound, um, right off the bat. And I, I probably seen him 10 minutes for a certain time. And I, I sat off him for, for a long time, just sat back and knew where he was. He was sitting in open water. And as soon as it hit eight o'clock, I picked up a rod and went right after him and he hit it on the first, on the first drop. So, I mean, I got off to a good start fish wise just just not big enough and uh well uh when was the next fish that you caught you know i i caught a few that first hour and uh that was really just just put a couple fish in the box to, to get me feeling a little bit better um rather than being two hours into it and having no fish in and uh it really only went into a dry spell probably till probably like 10 to 11 o'clock or 10 to noon. I've, I've really struggled there for a while finding, finding a fish that would even hardly break that eight inch mark. Mm -hmm. And, uh, uh, so here it was, the, uh, we'll fast forward to almost the end of the day. It's getting around two thirty, two forty-five, And all of a sudden you found them, huh? Yeah. I, about two thirty ish. I rolled, back into where I started the morning, hoping uh, that there'd been some fish that had moved in there. And I took one quick pass for about a hundred yard stretch or so, and there wasn't nothing there. So I packed up and I was kind of thinking, I was like, I really don't know where to go. And there was one, one cut that uh, every time I'd went over to Coralville that I always went and caught a bunch of fish but I never caught real big ones, but I was like, well, I got maybe try to get an upgrade or something. I pulled into there and the first fish I seen was at 216. And just, I mean, I went bang, 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 one after another for that last 10 minutes. And six of my weight fish came in that last 10 minutes. <laughs> and that really, <clears throat> and you put up a pretty good total of over 11 pounds of fish. I, I would think that would be a, uh an amazing result under the, the trying circumstances that you were in. Were you, were you, uh, uh, what did you think when you put it in there? I bet you felt pretty, pretty like you were going to be right at the top, didn't you? Well, you know, I, I, I didn't really have much there, you know, not, not enough to, uh, to win it by any means when I rolled into there. But when I rolled into there and I seen him, I'm like, all right, this is one I need as long as I can, as long as I can fish him clean, I'll be all right. And it was the first drop, and he smoked it. And I got him in, and that next brush pile next came another 
like a 190 or something like that. It was, I mean, it was just kind of set up perfectly. There's one after another, and there was no small fish in there. These were like the only crappie I seen in there. Well, you were able to scoop up uh, uh, and get a big win, uh, put something on the board. You're the leader for the year uh, since uh, this was the first tournament. What depth were you fighting the crappie at? Was it different or, or throughout the day, or were you pretty consistent at one depth? Um, I was pretty consistent in uh, six to ten foot. I I bumped out deeper in the middle of the day, checked some real deep stuff, checked some edges of river channels and stuff right in the middle of the day, and there was, there was no difference to what I had found, but I was pretty stuck to that six to ten foot because that's kind of – I mean, that's kind of what I'd like to call my wheelhouse of where I know I got a lot of confidence in that range uh, to where I can catch, you know, pretty much anything I see in that range. It's just where I'm comfortable. And I figured if I got comfortable with not being here and I found the fish, that I could be effective with it. Was there any shallower water that had any crappie in it? Or? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did scoot into uh, like three foot of water. And uh, that was the one wayfish that didn't come out of that last 10 minutes, came out of about three foot of water. Oh, okay. So there was a little, little, th- now what, what, what were you using? Were you using live bait? Were you using uh, some of your sponsored products? I mean, what was, uh, what was putting the fish in the boat? I used uh, two and a half inch plastics all day. Used a uh, Junebug and Chartreuse straight tail from uh, just on a crop bait company. It's kind of, Kind of what I stick with anywhere. The first thing I usually throw on any lake that's got any sort of a stained or dirty water is going to be that bait. Now, I heard there were some parts of the lake that were kind of muddy and some parts that were clear, uh, uh, kind of clear. Was, was Did you find that too? Um, yeah. I noticed when I launched in the morning that it was a lot dirtier than I had remembered it from last summer. And uh, then, you know, I got two, 300 yards down from the boat ramp and then it cleared up and I never did really run into muddy water again. Did you catch anything that wasn't a, a crappie? Um, no. no. So nope. neither did Brad. You guys were, were, you had the right things working for the one species you were targeting. Uh, I'll congratulate you on that. Well, uh, when you're at home, uh, uh, as I was just out there cleaning some fish, uh, what what is uh, what's your go-to way to cook uh, crappie? My go-to way, uh, I don't know. Nothing seems to beat fried fish for me. Yeah, that's the that's the answer everyone gives me, and that's the answer I would give anyone else too. Boy, my wife knows how to make crappie. Oh my God, is it great when she's bringing the plates out and they're all fried up. Uh, uh, in my book, it's the best tasting fish. What? Do you, where are you at on it? Oh yeah, I I put crappie as my as my favorite by by quite a bit. Well, uh, yeah, I know you got some sponsors that help you get to these events and everything. Uh, you want to mention some of them? Yeah, I I throw them all out there. Uh, just a, a thanks and a shout out to uh, Cold Snap Outdoors, Jenko Fishing, just another crappie bait company. I hold jigs, crappie magnet, uh, nationwide insurance, central financial group, and um, Valhalla. Well, that's a that's a, a a mouthful you got there. 
Well, all right. Uh, I just got one more kind of question for you, and it's kind of a general. Uh, you've been doing this for three years. Um, uh, we talked to guys like Chad Peters, who's been doing this a few years. They're talking about the camaraderie. They're talking about the how much they enjoy being around the other fishermen. It, it's a competition, but it's it, it's also being around uh, uh, people with like interest that you enjoy being around. Tell me what it is about these tournaments that you like and why should someone who's listening to this podcast maybe uh, want to get in on like maybe the next one in Sailorville or you got some in the Mississippi River, you got some in uh, Red Rock coming up? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I love people in the crappie fishing world. You're not going to run across any nicer people than a crappie fisherman. And I think that, you know, that really keeps me in it more, more than the passion I have for it, but just being around a bunch of good people. It really makes a good difference. And it's uh, it's not like a giant tournament with hundreds of uh, boats in it. You know, it's a, it's a small enough, you know, uh, you, you, you could compete. And uh, uh, But I do think it's going to grow quite a bit. And I think we're going to get a whole bunch of others. And, uh, well, uh, Nick, is there anything we didn't get to talk about that you wanted to talk about? Um, no, I mean, nothing really comes to mind. All right. Well, thanks for being with us. Congratulations on winning the uh, Corn Belt Crappie uh, Tournament in Coralville, Iowa, the first one of the year. Will you be in uh, some other tournaments? Are we going to see you next, at the next one in Sailorville? Yep, I'll be in Sailorville, Red Rock, Rathbun. Um, I'll probably be, probably be in Mississippi, too, so I'll probably be at the rest of them. So that would be pretty good. You, you got uh, – what did you get, a plaque? Yes. You got a plaque for winning it and uh, a nice little check to uh, put some gas money in the boat and uh, buy you some bait and keep on going, huh? Yeah, yeah, that that check's going right in next week for going to the Ozarks. <laughs> All right. Well, congratulations so much on your win. Uh, congratulations on your, uh, uh, I guess, career as a, a crappie tournament fisher. And uh, good luck the rest of the season, and uh, uh, hopefully we'll be talking to you again. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right.